We want to welcome all of our listeners to the ninth episode of Minority Report with Eric and Carell. Today, we have Bindu Lokre, co-founder of Consciously Unbiased. Let's jump in and get to know Bindu. Hi, Bindu. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I feel like we're already way into the New Year. <laughs> That's right. No, it, it definitely, uh, it, it happens fast, right? <laughs> it happens fast. I'm already thinking about second quarter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the, the, the quarterly life. Um, tell us a little bit about you, Bindu. We, we're excited you're on. Tell us about, you know, your your current job and like what you're up to right now professionally. Yeah, so, um, you know, after years of working within the entertainment and digital marketing space at large corporations, I've now been a marketing, branding, and e-commerce consultant to a number of boutique brands and nonprofit organizations. Um, what I'm really most excited about is being the co-founder of a nonprofit organization called Consciously Unbiased. And um, really, the basis behind Consciously Unbiased is it's an initiative that looks to honor to um, to honor organizations and individuals who are really champions in the diversity and inclusion space. And really, by giving back, by partnering with charities that are, their mission is to build diversity and inclusion programs within these organizations. And we do that through um, creating a line of merchandise, which I'm wearing the t-shirt today. We have dog t-shirts, we have kids t-shirts, um, sweatshirts, pop sockets. It's really about an initiative that, that's supposed to empower everyone to be a part of it. And we give 100% of the proceeds back to these organizations. That's great. Tell yeah. us, uh, tell us about your background. Tell so, us about uh, you know your identity and your culture. Yeah, so I am of South Asian descent. My family moved here for my father to practice medicine years ago. They moved to Queens, New York, and um, my brother was born in Queens, and then we moved to Pennsylvania. I was born in Swickley, Pennsylvania, and I grew up in a really small town about an hour outside of Pittsburgh called Elwood City. Um, my family of four basically defined what diversity meant to the small town of 9,000 people. What, um, what, what brought you into your profession? How did you get started? So um, I graduated from the George Washington University, and after Colonial. school, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> after school I started working at a boutique communications and public relations firm in D.C., and then uh, once I was there, I uh, applied to get into the um, summer associate program at MTV Networks. And once I got that, I left DC and I moved to New York and I started my career there. Um, I rotated between a bunch of departments throughout the networks and landed my first job in New York at VH1 Integrated Marketing, um, where I spent a bulk of my career at that time building multi-million dollar campaigns to help kind of add the bells and whistles onto um, typical advertising buys. Um, and once I was there, I, I decided after a couple years, I really wanted to get into a little bit more of a global role. And I vacillated between going to business school and not. And when I was in the process of deciding what business school I wanted to go to, I ended up landing what at the time was really a dream job for me. Um, I got a job at Mac Cosmetics to be a part of their um, international online division. And that's when I spent um, a bulk of the next part of my career really um, kind of diving into that digital space and learning about e-commerce and website development. And I worked with 
over 20 countries building out their e-commerce and, and marketing plans. You know, that, that's kind of where I spent the next part of my, part of my career. And then after that, um, I had kids, and that's when things changed for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that, um, that happens for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, you know, at, at that point, it really was, for me, it was about finding something that offered me flexibility, but not just from a time standpoint. It was also from a purpose and a creativity standpoint. Um, I felt like I had a lot of really great foundational knowledge that I built from being at some of these really amazing organizations. And now I kind of wanted to take it and see what I could do with it um, with smaller brands that needed more strategic advice, but maybe, you know, could offer it to me at a part-time basis. So that's that's what I started doing after that, and um, it really has been the perfect mix for me, and now my efforts are really towards building out what Consciously Unbiased is all about with my co-founders, Ashish Kushal and Kieran Rye. That's awesome. Um, curious to know from your perspective, what are you most proud of with respect to all of your accomplishments uh, throughout your career? Well, that's, that's a loaded question. I feel like professionally, there's things that I have done at Matt Cosmetics that I, f I, I, f I feel really proud of. Um, I was the one that launched the first um, mobile platform for Japan and um, really kind of working through building that from, from you know, soup to, from, from start to finish and um, working with different cultures through that whole piece. And, and I think those were things that were important to me at the time um, and really kind of checking off some of those career moves that, that made me um, get the exposure that I needed within an organization. Now I think it's it shifted and really what I'm proud of now is being a part of something that I know that the knowledge that I've built up throughout the years is being used in a, in a positive way and, and is a way that's giving back to communities or organizations or missions that are really important to help us all grow. And it's something that I want to be able to look back on and say to my kids, look, we can all be agents of change and, you know, I, and I hope to inspire you to do that one day. Gotcha. What, what's, um, what's sort of some of the motivation behind being uh, an agent for change? Um, wh why uh, such, I guess, a, a great passion for diversity and inclusion, which is, which is super excited that you are and more people <laughs> need to be. But just from your, your perspective, personally speaking, um, have you come across any experiences that you've had personally uh, where you feel that you were discriminated against? How did you handle it? Just trying to get a sense of why why the move, why the passion towards this? Yeah, so, you know, growing up in a small town of about 9,000 people where a majority of them were from an Irish or Italian descent. First of all, I was often mistaken for being Southern Italian. And I would go to grandma's house for every Sunday dinner and I went to church and I went to a Catholic school. I was taught by nuns. And a lot of it stemmed from just kind of being accepted within the community. Um, Throughout that time, I definitely experienced discrimination. And at times, it was malicious, but a majority of the time, it really was, it was just fear of the unknown. And it was not something that was malicious, and it was not something that I felt threatened by. It was more an opportunity for me to ha start having conversations with people, and I kind of learned in that moment, and it's really shaped me as an individual in my personal relationships and my professional relationships, and now kind of what, I, what I've come to be doing here is that 
it's if we all just learn to start talking to each other and really if we activate our curiosity and we open ourselves up to people and they open themselves up to us that that's when the biases just kind of start to diminish and that's where we can start making change within ourselves and once we start making change within ourselves it's this contagious movement and people want to be a part of it so just that's something that's come from a personal standpoint now being a parent it's something that I want my kids to see as well that's where that stemmed from the other part is that I've actually professionally been really lucky to work in quite diverse backgrounds I was thinking about it today and I would say four out of the five places that I've worked at I've worked for either someone that was a part of the LGBTQ community or a woman and it's always been a very accepting and inclusive environment. And then I hear stories from friends, peers, mentors, coworkers that they haven't had a similar experience. And I think it's really important that we all kind of take our best learnings and, and figure out a solution that we can, we can move forward with for all. Right, right. Speaking of mentors, um, what are some, who are some mentors, I guess, that you've had uh, throughout your career, and if you don't want to name your mentors, that's fine, because some of our guests in the past haven't wanted to do that, uh, but either uh, who they are and what, what makes up some good qualities of a, of a mentor that you've had throughout your career. So mentors, I would say I've had some great mentors in my career, mostly um, the ones that I remember really fondly are during my VH1 days. However, I think my heroes come from people that are closest to me in my life. Um, my father would be somebody that I would consider someone that I always look to in terms of understanding what a strong work ethic means and how important that is. And I'm really fortunate to have some really amazing friends who are editors of magazines and entrepreneurs and, and you know, co-founders of nonprofit organizations that just inspire me. And they, they help me um, you know, keep motivated to move forward and, and find a right balance of, of what makes sense in our society today. And, and also my kids. <laughs> They're really a constant reminder to keep things light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't tackle the world in one day. So it's all, you know, baby steps and, and keep it together. <laughs> yep. Um, what other sources of, of, of sort of um, inspiration do you draw from? I mean, you mentioned some great ones, obviously professional sort of mentors, um, also, even family, right, are, are big. Are, are there any other areas that you feel like you draw your great energy and passion from that you could pass on to some of our listeners? Um, so for myself, it's it's definitely my lifestyle. I would say that you know the places that I visit, the the clients that I have, and really just listening to their stories are where I get my inspiration from. Um, I meet lots of different people, whether it's professionally, personally. Um, through my kids, through my husband, through my family, that I, I find that the more I listen to them and their stories, whether it be personal or their own career paths, it's it's where I kind of find like tidbits of of, of sparks that that help me mm. keep inspired. You mentioned family. How do you sort of do the work life balance, or does it not exist? I mean, we've had guests <laughs> where they go, you know, there is no such thing, and then there's other guests that say, you know, here's how I manage it all. Tell us about how you're managing. That. <laughs> so, um, you know, first of all, when I first started my career, I would say that a majority of my time was spent in work, and my life wrapped around it really nicely, and it was simple. Um, 
when I got pregnant was when the first time I realized that my lifestyle and my time was no longer mine. Um, it's something that had to be shared and it was something that I really had to relinquish control on. Um, and today, for myself, it's, it's a juggling act. Every, every week, I try to concentrate my work week into three days and then allow myself some flexibility two days a week to be with my kids. It's not always perfect. It doesn't always work. Um, but it's a benchmark for me. And my husband is really busy, travels a ton, but when he's around, he's really flexible and offers me the support I need to, to be able to focus on my career. So I think it's, you know, for me, it's about finding the right support system um, to be able to give me the balance that I need week to week. And, and you know, everyone's, everyone's story is different. Everyone's narrative is different, but that's just what works for me. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was thinking about as, as you were talking there. I mean, this is our, our ninth episode, and we've asked that, that question of every guest, and the, and the response has been a little different from everyone, and, and I think it, it does. Uh, it just matters about sort of your personal um, sort of preference, your professional life, your home life, and uh, you know, building your work-life balance, which, which in a way that suits you as an individual, yeah, I think is yeah. what's best. Yeah, <laughs> and it suits you today, right? It yeah. may not suit or, you tomorrow, or it may not suit you in absolutely. five weeks, yeah. but yeah. do what you can. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, a little fun question here. Um, your phone, what are three apps on your phone uh, that you use on a regular basis outside of email and calendar. Okay, so <laughs> the first one I would say is my Spotify app. Um, I love music, and that's something that just gets me through the day. We're it's, we're on Spotify now. Just a little plug. Oh, Podcast. oh, okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> fantastic. Listen there. <laughs> Absolutely. So yes, Spotify would be one. Um, my Peloton app would be the next one. I'm a big Peloton user. Are so. you? Oh, yeah. Oh, so you yeah. have, what do you have, the tread or you have the bike? I have the bike. What do you think? I love it. Who's My, your favorite instructor? So I have three. I have Allie Love. Uh -huh. I have uh, Jen Meth. And then Alex T. Okay, Alex, my, Alex is my boy. There you go. Yep. Right. <laughs> and my, my next ride will be my 100th ride. So Amazing. I'm trying to potentially go into the studio to do my 100th ride. Good so, for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I love it. And I mean, <laughs> I love that you can do it anywhere. And um, yep. it's it, that's my sanity. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Little plug for Peloton there. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Even though they're not paying us. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then my third would be Instagram. It's really my source of just kind of knowing what's up and you know, what to say on top of trend-wise. All right, cool. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. And Bindu, thanks for joining us. Thank it's you been, for if, having me. If people want to reach out to you yeah. or Consciously Unbiased, how do they go about doing yeah, that? Yeah, so um, you can see our merchandise at wearthisproud.com. Mm -hmm. You can find me on LinkedIn, and you can find me on Instagram. Bindu Lokre is my name. And... Um, do you want my email? <laughs> if you want to give it to the listeners, it's up to you. If not, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you can always reach me at binduitconsciouslyandbias.com as well. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, that wraps up this edition. You can find us on minoritireportpodcast.com, also on SoundCloud. You can find us at Minority Report Podcast and Twitter, Minority RPRT Pod, and as Corel said, on Spotify now. Be sure to check us out on Facebook as well. Thanks. Thanks.